Wednesday morning and it's time for Animal Central once again. I'm Sharon Dale and I'm here with my co-host Jonathan Sinclair and we've got one heck of a show lined up for you. It's a really busy one this morning. Yes, I can't even believe it. It is. Well, uh, let's just get straight into it. So first of all, we're talking to the Lion Park. Yes, we are. Uh, about we, that horrendous story. We all heard of the tragedy that took place there this week. Very sad, but it also raises a lot of questions mm, about what we're doing with these wild animals. Uh, whose fault was it? Uh, and I, I really want to get into the specifics of, you know, what kind of car it was. Was it a little hatchback they were in? Yes. Were they in a, a four by four? So we're going to be speaking to Scott Simpson, who right, is from the, the Lion Park. assistant ops manager at the Lion Park. Yes. And then after that, we've got the amazing, one of the biggest animal angels around. We've got Jerry Silwani from the Soweto Animal Rescue and Advisory Center in studio. I've been waiting to speak to Jerry for so long. I know. You're actually so excited for this guest, Jerry. I am. Like, I am. She's treating him like royalty. <laughs> he is she's, royalty. In the animal circles, he <laughs> is royalty. We have royalty in the studio today. And then we're going to end off with another very important person, and that is Jaco Peterson. He's from the NSPCA, and he's going to talk about the funds that they raise, why they need these funds, what happens to these funds. It's, it's very expensive, I think, as both Jerry mm. and Yaku is going to tell us, to keep these shelters running and to look after these animals. So well, I think a lot packed. of people have these questions. When I yeah. donate money or when I put money in that little tin. Where does it go? Yeah, who mm. exactly gets that? Right. And Yeah, so... We, you, I think it'll encourage more people to donate if they know yes. where their money's going. Yes. But Sharon, let's get into the issue of the Lion Park. Um, so it was Monday this week. Uh, the news broke sometime in the afternoon. Um, and a lot of us living in Joburg especially have visited the Lion Park or yes. have driven past there at some point. So we all know about oh, it's it. It's been there for years and years. And yeah, I think people and families especially love going mm. there. Mm. Um, there are signs, of course, everywhere that say, do not, you know, have your windows open. Yes. And, and so the line park for this cannot really be blamed. Um, but I'm sure that they, they do have a, a lot to say on it. And I know that, uh, assistant operation manager Scott Simpson has been speaking to all of the media. So yes. we really appreciate him taking the time to speak to us. Let's just see if we have him on the line. Scott, are you there? Hi. Yes. Hi. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Good, man. So you're on with Jono and Sharon, and uh, thank you for, uh, you know, sparing some time for Animal Central this morning. Um, I know that it's been a busy couple of days for you. It has, yeah. The last 24, 48 hours have been quite hectic this side, yes. Well, what I'm very impressed with is you guys have been really willing to speak to all the media. You didn't go into hiding. You didn't try to say no comment. You really have come forward and said, this is the situation. This is the reality of what happened. We can only move forward. Well, absolutely. And, you know, as unfortunate as this incident is, we really feel that we haven't done anything wrong, that our staff were in no way negligent. So, no, we've been more than happy to talk to the, the media about exactly what happened. But, Scott, I, I mean, this is a, a situation where in, in all game parks there are notices. You, you are, in a certain way, taking a risk. But if you keep yourself safe and abide by the rules and regulations, was this a case, it, it seems to be, of someone just saying, not going to abide by the rules, keeping my windows open, and then you're putting yourself at risk? I mean, absolutely. We try and make it as clear as possible to people visiting, you know, the park that they must keep their windows up at all times. We've got signage absolutely everywhere. As you drive into the enclosures, you get stopped by a staff member who speaks to you and hands you a pamphlet explaining why you must keep your windows up. So we really do try and make it as clear to guests as we can. Yes. And, you know, we have almost 200,000 visitors come through every year. They do follow the rules. It's just unfortunate that you know, one or two don't. You know? Yes, because it was also in the news this week, it was a wolf overseas in the States who was euthanized when a child went behind the, the cages and put its hand through oh. the cage and its finger was bitten off. But now, Scott, tell us exactly what happened here. Okay, uh, sorry, I mean, just on that point, I just mm. want people to know that our line certainly weren't euthanized uh, for, for what happened. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad uh, to hear that. To clear up any confusion there. Shame. I, I do feel for the lion. I mean, it mm. must have been so confused and traumatized. Well, the way I understand it was actually a lioness, eh? Mm. Who, who, That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, do you know the full details, Scott? Do you know how events took place? 
Well, I mean, we've largely, the most of what we know is from the eyewitnesses that were in the enclosure at the time. There were two families there at the time in their vehicles. And most of what we've gathered is from them and, of course, our staff members. But from what we can gather, it was a South African tour operator, and he was driving this American citizen around. She was here on holiday. Uh, they were in enclosure number two. Now, the, the eyewitnesses that were there, they say they saw them with the windows all the way down. Mm. Um, and, you know, which, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, they were watching. Sorry, yes. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so it wasn't only her with her window down. The, the tour guide himself uh, was disobeying the rules then. Yeah, according to these two separate mm, these witnesses, reports. yes, that, that is what they're saying. Uh, that's uh, what we're hearing. Okay, please carry on. Sorry I interrupted you. No, no problem. So, yeah, they, they were watching some lines to the left of the car on the passenger side. And again, according to witnesses, they say a female lion, the lioness, started, stood up and started walking towards the vehicle. Uh, the lady then continued taking pictures of this. It then stopped about a meter and a half, two meters away from the vehicle. And again, the, the witnesses say the lady was still taking pictures of it with mm. the window open. Mm. And it then sort of sprung at the car quite quickly. It, it lunged at the car and bit her through the window. Uh, the tour operator sort of tried to fight this line off, and in doing so, he sustained some injuries. Uh, he is in hospital, but his injuries aren't believed to be life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, our guys rushed over immediately with the, the vehicle that we have stationed up at the camp and chased this line away. We then called the ambulance, and the paramedics arrived a few minutes later. Uh, but unfortunately, while the paramedics were working on her, she did pass away. Mm-hmm. So she passed away from her injuries. I, I mean, this is probably getting to the nitty gritty, but many people have asked why did she pass away? Did it bite her in the throat or what exactly happened? Uh, I mean, we, we don't really want to speculate at this point about her injuries. Um, I'm sure there's a police inquest at the moment. They'll have those medical records. But uh, I think for us to sort of yes. speculate on actually yes. what she died from would be a bit insensitive at this stage. Scott, yeah. what kind of a car was it? Uh, you know, was it a small car, a big car? What car were they in? Do we know? Uh, it was sort of one of those larger SUVs, sort of the Hyundai mm. type bikes, 35 ones, yeah. And Scott, so why would this have happened? I mean, assuming this is the lioness lying there having a good day, what would make her go up to the car and, mm. and attack somebody? Uh, I mean, look, I'm not a, a line behavior expert, and there's been plenty of those on the radios and TV stations the last few days. Mm. And they've been proposing lots of different theories. You know, they were curious, they were playing, sure. they were agitated. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit and guess why this happened. Um, um, there are plenty of experts out there who are yes. saying these things, so I suppose you'll need to chat to one of them about that. No, sure. And, and I mean, you say the, li- the lioness herself, she's, mm. she's not going to be euthanized. No, no. Good, so good. She's currently being kept along with all the other lines from that enclosure. We're obviously not opening that enclosure to the public just until we, mm. you know, mm. have thought about what we're going to do going forward. Um, but more than likely, she'll be moved. We own another property about 15 kilometers from where we are now. Uh, it's not a public facility. It's just where we keep, you know, all our older lions and we've got antelope, zebras, giraffe, everything that side. So we'll probably send it that side. She is related to a lot of those lines as well. So. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen going forward. We're just waiting to finish our report. I wonder, though, are there any other measures that you can put in place to ensure that people do keep their windows closed? I mean, how do you monitor that kind of thing in such a wide open space? Uh, That's it. I mean, we do have, especially during busy times, uh, an extra vehicle patrolling around, just having a look for people with their windows down Mm. and sort of reprimanding them for that. If people repeatedly put them down, we have asked people to leave enclosures. Um, but, you know, we will look, especially once our report is finalized, exactly what happened, what measures we do need to change, if if there are further measures we need to implement. I mean, of course, we don't want to risk this happening again. So yeah. whatever changes do need to be made will but be made. Maybe it's taken this tragedy to make people realize why you implement that rule, you know? Yes. It is unfortunate that it took something like this to happen, yeah. 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 But, it, but it does happen, and, and it mm. really is 
the individual's responsibility. Mm. If mm. you're going to go into a park or something like mm. that, you've got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And and you've seen it in the Kruger Park with elephants, people getting too close, people mm. hooting at these animals. I don't believe that the animals are, are being evil, you know, well, to do this. They, they're reacting to that's something. That's why I'm very pleased, Scott, that yes. the lion park is not punishing this lion absolutely. for doing what lions do. Mm. Um, although, no, absolutely. Yeah, as, as insensitive as it may sound to the family of that woman and our condolences to that family. Absolutely. But, you know, this lion was just being a lion. Sure. And, and that's No, exactly. And as you said, you know, our, our deepest sympathies and condolences go out to this family as well because it is mm. a terrible tragedy, but yeah. we, the lion won't be held responsible for what happened. Well, I'm sure there's still a lot more to come. I mean, especially with uh, the tour guide, uh, I'm sure, I don't know if there'll be consequences or what will happen there, but I'm sure we'll, we'll see those stories popping up in the news. Yeah, I'm sure there will be developments going forward. Um, there is a police inquest into uh, the incident, so we'll see if they have any findings. Uh, yeah, but no, that's, that's really it from our side at the moment. Scott, I'm not sure if you can answer this question. One of our listeners have just said, have you been in touch with her family? How have they reacted? Okay, we did uh, speak because the U.S. consulate uh, came the, the night that it happened. They came for a meeting, and we asked them about sort of what is the procedure for this, and they informed us that they would be in touch with the family. They would be notifying her, and that, that's when sort of names would be made public. Right. Uh, they did say if the family got in touch with us, absolutely fine. But no, we've not we've not reached out to that family. No. Okay. I think it's a very sensitive issue at yes, the moment. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, you guys have been really open and willing to speak about it. And I think that that's what people need to do in these times of crises, and when everyone is talking about it, don't shut off. Mm-hmm. Speak to people, engage right. with people, and uh, we really appreciate that you've done that this morning. No, no problem. Well, thanks for giving us the opportunity. And yeah, if there are any other questions that your listeners have or any other information, just do give me a call. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much, Scott. All right. No problem. Bye. Bye. All right, Sharon. All right, so deep conversation, but we had to get that out of the way. Yes. Um, So when we come back, we are speaking to Jerry Selwani. Yes, we are. Cliffcentral.com All right. Welcome back. Sorry, but, I hope uh, no one heard that <laughs> coffin hack. You know, it's this wet weather. <laughs> we, we, we only had a four-second break. Sorry. No, we did. That was quick. Thanks for the warning, China. <laughs> now, we're back with Jerry. Now, now Jerry Sawana has got an amazing background. Jerry, firstly, thank you for coming in today. Welcome. Thank you to you, uh, uh, Sharon, Jonathan, and uh, all thanks also to Cliff Central and all your listeners. Huh? Yes, no, I mean, as I was saying, it, it is really an honor because I've seen the stuff that you do and, and the massive task that you have. Um, now, Jerry, let's, let's start from the beginning. How did you get involved? I know you did work for the NSPCA, and then you decided to set up your own nonprofit organization. Well, uh, let me correct you there. I worked for the SPCA. SPCA. Yes, for over 13 years. And, uh, look, uh, I've been uh, a firm believer in uh, standing up, uh, you know, for the vulnerable. You know, I, re- I remember during my school days, you know, I used to put my body online, you know, to, mm. you know, you know, against the bullies, you know, to yes. defend, you know, the defenseless, those who could not defend themselves against the school bullies. So, and I also believe that the animal require the same kind of protection, right. you know, against uh, the abusers. Because they have no voice. Yes. Um, look, I believe in second chances. I believe that people should be given second chances. Hence, we are authorized to use, uh, you know, the stake, you know, to prosecute. Mm. Yes. But I believe in working with uh, the owners. Try to rehabilitate them, educate them, make them better citizens. At the same time, improve the living condition of the animal. Yes. So basically what we do is, uh, I, I train youngsters. They become my rangers. As you oh, know, that they are affectionately known as, uh, Jerry's rangers. Yes. Uh, so they are our, yes, I, I said yes. Uh. So basically what they do is if they, um, notice an animal in need of our assistance, they will send me a please call me. Yes. And uh, that's how we come in, you know, to help. We'll first assess the situation. Most of the problem, especially in the township, the dogs are on a chain. Mm. They are caged or kept at the back of the properties. Right. 
So that's where we come in. Uh, we believe that uh, animals should indulge in natural activities. They need space. Mm-hmm. They need uh, freedom, of, freedom of movement. Yes. So we'll make an appeal on Facebook if there's a need for fencing, you know, for just fencing. And, you know, our supporters are always amazing. They actually donate size things. And now we help the animal. That's how we come yes. in. Yes. Jerry, have you always had a love for animals? Um, look, I grew up in a township. Yes. With a lot of donkeys. Oh, right. And uh, some livestock. And, you know, as we grew up, you know, uh, the donkeys and horses were the only source of people's income. And, you know, these youngsters, the way they beat up the donkeys and everything. So I would, that's where the passion started. Mm, mm. I decided to, you know, stop and to that, you know, to help, you know, to become the voice for the voiceless. Yes. That's yes. how everything started. Even at school, I used to be, you know, get beaten up by the police, mm. just defending the defenseless. Yes. You know, sometimes, you know, I would, Go and uh, you know for one day for martial art you know train oh, the you? next day yes. I, <laughs> I, I I go to them I said guys come on bring it on you yes, know yes. and I'll get beaten again but for for helping uh, mm. you know the, the the vulnerable so that's how where the the passion started with now I mean I was marked trying to save a donkey and stabbed as well you were stabbed yes I was marked and stabbed you know but helping the animal I've you know I'll never turn a blind eye on on cruelty. And we believe that through education we'll achieve a lot. You know that is the uh, ultimate way of you know changing, yes, uh, make, uh, building a better life for the animals. Yes, and and it's very much, Jerry, am I right in saying education? Because a lot of people, you know, can barely afford to feed themselves, yeah. um, and and they they living you know below the sort of poverty line, and they have yeah. animals and. They, they struggle to take care of them. So do you educate people in how to take care of these animals, what they should do, what they shouldn't do? Look, uh, it's easy for us to come with a stick and use mm. a stick. Yes. But I believe that interaction, working with the people, showing the people the right, the light, you know, mm. in, you know, at the same time, we're helping the animal, we're not helping the, the, the owner. Yes. So basically what we do is, uh, once we have actually identified a problem, we'll work with the owner, we'll educate him, teach him on how to look after their animal. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if, because most of the people are so underprivileged in the township, mm-hmm. we'll also help with feeding, inoculation, oh, and right. sterilization. Oh, Unfortunately, we'll never help any person unless the person is co- uh, concerned to yes. sterilization. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, Help, we educate, you know. I mean, they need to also be able to identify animal diseases. That's where we come in. And uh, we still believe that it is a responsibility to ensure that when the animal is sick or injured, it's taken for medical treatment. But yes, if they can't afford, we, that's our job, you know, just to, even against all odds, we'll do everything in our power to ensure that uh, that poor creature is taken care of. Is taken care of. And I love what you're saying about Jerry's Rangers. So these are, these are young children. That you educate and train And then they go out And they're your eyes and ears Yes uh, Well um, basically what I do is I go to school Libraries, community centers And I identify youngsters Even during our outreaches I'll just identify a few boys that, and girls That you can see that, has that passion yeah, But mm. you know Well even if they don't have passion um, you know, It's my job you know, to make them better citizens Right mm. You know I don't care whether the pe- the, is a drug addict. I can take the person in, help the person out, and make that person a better citizen. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's really. Sure. There's a light that shines through you. And uh, but why? I just want to know why you had this passion for animals. I mean, you say when you were in school, you would fight for the humans, and you would always get beat up because you were defending the defenseless. So, but then, where did your love for animals come from? Well, basically. Um, I strongly believe, or firmly believe, that the animals are more vulnerable than us women, because mm. uh, they cannot speak for themselves. No, they cannot tell you whether they are sick or injured. So mm. they need us, you know, to speak for themselves. That's mm. where the passion started. Mm. You know, I believe that you know, just 
like youngsters, you know, young children, they're more vulnerable. So if I'm, I can manage to help a youngster, I, I mean, I should do yes. the same. And doing, you know, helping. Look at uh, the famous serial killers, serial rapists. They started by abusing the animal. If we mm. train them at young age, Yes, you know, I think we'll right be building a do. better caring society. Yes. The society that will, you know, consider the welfare of both humans and animals. Yeah, because if you can value the life of that little creature, you're going to value the life of a human. Correct. Yes. Correct. Look, we, I'm not only, I'm also do, uh, ins- uh, inspecting cruelty cases, uh, mm-hmm. doing some inspection, the abattoirs, the salyard, um, uh, the pet shop as well. I yes. mean, I've been having problem with some other people with our stand because we believe in education. Yes. And, um, Sarah believes that, uh, working together, we can achieve more. Mm. If we engage the pet shop, we have got problem, a huge problem with, uh, a, a breeding, you know, breeders in this yeah. country. Oh, we do. So we at Sarah, we believe that uh, by engaging the pet shop, using the pet shop to benefit our animals, uh, instead of, you know, uh, getting their animal from, uh, the breeders. Yes. They get the animal from, from the shelters. Because yes. there are a lot of animals that are in need of home. So at the same time, we'll be suffocating the breeders' uh, businesses. Whether they are registered or not registered, breeding is breeding. And yes, it's the biggest problem in this country. I, we, are, we understand that, uh, you know, at pet shop, it's not only cats and dogs. There are variety of animals. But yes. once you are in there, you'll make sure that those animals are Treat us as humane as possible. Yes. And you'll be able to find out where they source their animal from. Look at the, uh, the circuses as well. We're having a problem with circuses. Mm. But you need to go in. Uh, we, I believe that for you to eliminate noise, first you've got to see where the noise comes from. If at the, uh, the circuses, you know that there are some animals in there, you need to go deep inside. Look how the animals are housed. Look, look how the animals are trained. Find out where they source the animal from. Then you'll be able to alleviate the problem. Yes, and, and, and educate these people. You, you're quite right. The pet store, uh, puppy mill puppies. It's, it's really getting out of hand, but I think there's a lot of good work being done and people are being educated. And as you say, don't buy a puppy or animal from a pet store. Go to a shelter. Because they, I'm sure, I mean, Jerry, do you have a physical shelter that you keep dogs there? Uh, how many animals do you have? Uh, well, I've got, uh, we just recently acquired the land, uh, 7.5 uh, hectares. Oh, wonderful. So we, in Soweto? Yes, that yes. is uh, in Soweto. And we have got only 28 dogs at the moment. How many? Qu- 28. 28. Um, that's enough. <laughs> look, that's enough. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Look, we, I don't have any other source of income here. Mm. So now I can not even afford to hire people to come and assist me. Yes. So if I get more dogs, it becomes a problem. Mm. And, you know, I don't believe that uh, if you are treating your animal and I confiscate your animal, I put your animal in a shelter, in a kennel, yeah. I'm not doing, not that, animal. Giving no. a, I'm not doing that animal any justice. So yeah. I believe that if I help you as the owner to become a better person, and at the same time, look at after the animal properly, help you with feeding, yes. inoculation, sterilization, whatever it's you need. Better, yes. I think the animal will be mo- ma- yes. mo- much better with you than it's with, far, far with, with me at the, at, the, at the shelter. There are people who are like making appeals that, you know, you know, okay, but anyhow, let's just leave yes, this. Because we actually had the lady on in SPCA with donkeys and she said sometimes just the simple matter of giving that donkey a name yeah. made such a difference. Yeah, people treat it differently. They know how to refer to it. S- simple things like that. And Gives simple, it a soul almost. And the thing is, is I like your approach that you don't go into a pet shop or a house and say, I'm taking your animal away. Look at this. Or we're shutting you down. Yes. You come in and you educate them. And thereby, like you say, if you were to take that animal out of that home and put it in a kennel, you're giving it a worse life possibly. And I would imagine also in areas where poverty is an issue that people almost chain their dogs up to protect the dog, not to spite the dog. Because, I mean, if you don't have a proper fence around your wall and so I suppose some people's thought process is I'm going to chain the dog up for its own sake. Yeah, you are correct, Jonathan. In most uh, places in the township, uh, most properties are inadequately fenced. Yes. Mm. And as a result, you know, chaining is uh, the only way, you know, to keep that animal mm. safe. But what, wait, 
when you come in, what we do is uh, we erect, we erect, we put up a, 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 a runner, five meter runner, so that it can have a little bit of movement. Mm. Okay. That's the least that we can do. Because mm. yes, uh, chaining people chain animals for right reasons, mm. but uh, by law that is unnecessary. It, it uh, isn't right. You're causing that animal unnecessary suffering. Sure. We mm. we against that. But coming to that, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, I'm too lenient on cruelty. If you abuse the animal, mm. yes, you're gonna step down. I will, yeah. I will, I will, I'll make sure that you pay. Yes, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe that uh, you need to, you know, account to your actions. Yes, I don't, I mean, you must have seen that uh, a case with with a goat. With a goat, that yes. making round. Yes. I had to travel uh, about six hundred k's to ensure that justice. The way that man was brutally beating up that uh, poor animal. And the thing that got to me was uh, the fact that there were kids, you know, uh, laughing at the background oh. as uh, the guy was doing that. And the, the person was feeling dead. He did fuck up. Oh. So I had to do something. I had to take a stand. And, you know, traveling is nothing to me. I travel. I used to be a PI. That's why it's easy for me to locate all this. Yes, uh, yes. But, but so, so when you find these cruelty cases, would I be right in saying in some cases it is genuine cruelty? In other cases it is... A lack of education. Uh, Sharon, basically what you do is uh, you assess. That's why I say you assess the situation first. Mm. Um, uh, two weeks ago, I received a, co- a, a complaint in Soweto about an elderly woman beating up uh, a little uh, six-weeks-old puppy. Oh. She actually fractured the puppy's no, leg. You see, that is cruelty. You know, That's when not I drove, education. When I drove to that, to that, to that house, I was streaming. I'm My sure. aim was to name oh, the person. It must be difficult. And basically, how what uh, what I do is if because I always ask people, you know, to take visual. Mm. You know, I don't want people to come and stand in court. I need a, 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 a vi- video. If yes. they have a, a video, a visual evidence, that's that's enough for me. Sure. The guy with a with a goat. I I mean, I nailed him. I had to uh, ask the magistrate to put up uh, permission. You know, to put up a, yes. a projector in yes, court because so that was my only it. source of. Uh, Evidence. And it's, and it's enough. This, <laughs> this elderly lady, 70, 77 year old, I mean, she was cleaning her, her, her floor. As a result, you know, this little puppy came and messed on the floor <gasps> and she took that broom and she hit and that And she puppy. beat it up? Yeah. So what I did is, um, um, I, I had to take all those dogs. She had uh, a mommy and two puppies. So the puppy that was injured was fragile. I had to take it to the vet. Yes. But the other two, I had to take them away. But, and I was threatening her with prosecution. But, you know, because her grandson, you know, he stepped in. He said, look, instead of uh, arresting my, ma- uh, my my granny, please rather arrest me. Oh, shit. I said, look, but she need to pay for action. She's the one who's done that. But uh, but ultimately, you know, I just gave them a verbal warning. Yes. And I'll keep tired. I told them that, okay, look, uh, they must not keep animals there. They're unfit, you know, to own any animal. So I'll, I've got my rangers there. They will ensure keep that an uh, they eye keep out. an eye out. Yes. And generally, there's been a lot said lately about this thing that's going on in the townships, especially where you've got these people from affluent areas that have dogs. They are immigrating or mm. they've run out of money or whatever the case may be. And what they do is they give this dog, in most cases a purebred, they give it to the man who works in their garden or the, a domestic worker. And then these People can't take care of these these animals. And there's so many that there was a pug last week that was picked up. Um, I've heard stories about rottweilers, all sorts. Are you finding a lot of that, Jerry? A lot. A lot. Yes. I remember there was an incident in Alberton where a pug was locked in a basement. Yes. Because uh, the owner gave this little dog to, to, to the worker. And the worker was like renting a house. Sure, a they room. don't have the facilities. And, uh, yeah, and uh, the owner of the property didn't want animals there. So the only place that animal could be kept was down in the basement. <gasps> and uh, a very little enclosure. We're having a problem. People are so irresponsible. Oh, totally. And they all claim to be animal lovers, believe you me. Mm. All those people claim to be animal Please. lovers. But you cannot tell me that, you know, by dumping an animal like that, you... You caring for that animal? You never cared for no. that animal. You are yes. It makes no sense. I mean, there's many other ways. Yes, you yeah, know, but, uh, to, to sort this and, out, yeah. go to a Look, shelter for help. Just a phone call, you know, yes. phone call, Facebook, Twitter, yes. you know, contact. Just ask information. Right. You know, just ask for advice. We'll help you. The thing that if, interests me, Jerry. Sorry to interrupt you. Is where 
like so in some cases the owners are immigrating they give the pets to these people who cannot look after them but then in other cases if you are unable to have enough area for the dog if you are unable to take care of the dog properly where are you getting the dog from are you consciously going out and getting a puppy or is this a puppy that maybe just landed on your doorstep that you're taking care of yeah well uh, um are there many breeders in soweto um Look, I would say there are no breeders in Soweto. Mm. Not people, official breeders. Uh, yeah. Yes, or, but they don't uh, spay and neuter. They don't spay and neuter. Right. That's where we come so in. So it's accidents. <laughs> That's where we come in. We, our job is to educate and help. Yes. My job is to edu- uh, sterilize as many animals as possible. Right. Right. And, uh, up to abandon an animal in any way is a very, very serious contravention of the law. Mm. Yes. It's a yes. very serious contravention of the law. If, you don't, you have a problem with your animal. Mm. Contact nearest the nearest shelters, nearest authorities to come and it's help you easy. in that regard. It's that easy. Okay. Now this uh, misconception that people put the animal to sleep, you know, that they must put that aside. If you dump your animal, is you are as bad as oh sure, no mm. oh, sure. When when help is is that easy? And Jerry, other problems that you come across, do you get many cases of dog fighting, for example, dog theft that you come across? Well, uh, yeah, uh, especially with pit bulls. Yes, you know, uh, we having a very very serious uh, problem with a pit bull. You saw the one that I recently rescued with a corpse in Alexander that was stolen from. Uh, Alan Manor. Mm. No, uh, I didn't. So, so these were dogs stolen from Alan It Manor. was a purebred, uh, about nine months old uh, pit bull. Yes. And uh, God knows what uh, they were going to use that animal sure. for. Sure. Yes, we do have problems with that. And dog fighting is a, it's a syndicate. Mm. Um, it's not easy for you to see that uh, or to 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 locate the the the, the, the people. But they are, there is a specialized uh, unit that actually deals with that. Yes. So um, that's why it is important that if people come across such cases, you know, they, yes. re- they, they report um, that such cases to relevant authorities. So. You know, Jerry, I, you know, this question has been asked to me so many times. It was about over a year ago when our, our own president make some, made some comment about, you know, animals don't matter and, and it's, you know, not of interest to him. It was, I can't remember his exact words. But do you think that people are becoming, are you winning, Jerry? Are you, are you getting the message out there at the end of the day and people are showing compassion to animals? Well, times are changing and... Uh, we engaging all these uh, 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 stakeholders. Yes. Um, I'm working with the councillors in the township, and I'm telling you, we're winning this battle. Good. Um, good. You know, with uh, the president, you know, being a role Do model to men. You remember that comment? It was well, a long time ago. I, I wouldn't say that I remember the comment, but uh, you know, that's you know, you know, for you to say such a comment, I mean, yeah, it's stuck in my head. It, it's stuck in you, my head. I'm telling you, it's uncalled for. And, uh, we, look, we have got plans in line. Yes. Engaging, you know, this uh, government. We'll be working with them because it's Good. important. You must have seen that, um, case in, um, Mpumalanga recently where the mob right. brutally killed that yes. baboon. Yes. And, uh, you know, that community, that side knows nothing about the animals. You know, there's no yes. compassion towards animals. Yeah. And uh, even now, the cops, even the cops, no even the cops are so afraid of the community yes. because it's so volatile. You know, I had to address that community under heavy police uh, presence. Really? You know, um, but I believe that you know all the stakeholders. You know, the that baboon was uh, apparently escaped from uh, the Kruger National Park. Mm. So I believe that uh, you know this is what Sarak believes in that it just involve the community in what you're doing. Yes. Uh, if Kruger National Park can actually nominate, you know, five uh, people, you know, youngsters in the community and train them and uh, so that they can help educate the, the, the what you call, yes. the community. I mean, they will be making a vast difference, a huge difference. So even with the cops, people don't know where to report the cases to. I was so surprised. I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, but look, education plays an important role. We engage in the government. We're hoping that they will come to the party. And uh, we can work oh, together. Please, that would be I've great. had 
few meetings with uh, 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 them at Lutuli House. And uh, I'm telling you, you know, it's yielding some Julie, results. That is such good mm. news. It's yielding some results. So, but we cannot news. preempt. But what I'm telling yes. you is, we're working on this, and yes. hopefully, we'll be achieving our objectives. Fear is is some with that baboon. I think I read that story. People are scared because a baboon can be a dangerous thing. So again, we keep saying education, education, education. But. What, don't you think that by the Kruger National Park, that authority, uh, training the people around yes. on to, uh, how to handle how all this. How to deal with it. How to, yeah, I mean, an awareness. People just need an awareness. Yes. I mean, with yes. that, you'll, but now people know nothing. Yes. Uh, here's a, a Sarak in Soweto, but people know nothing about Sarak. They do nothing about how to look after their animals. Right. Now, even now, I can get an SMS from my rangers. About any cruelty. So my aim is to get Ranger throughout the country. To get, oh, that would be fantastic. Mm. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, we, we've had people in here as well talking about misconceptions, the fear of, for example, owls, owls snakes. Yeah. So the first thing people would do because they've got these superstitions is they would kill it. Well, Step one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with our, yes, we, I think we're also winning. Yes, superstition, that's the biggest problem in this country, especially with baboon, yes. Uh, people suspecting that it's been used for witchcraft and the likes. Mm. But at, and well, mm. after killing, you know, strange enough, after killing that animal, they went Please. and bend it and eat it, you know. Mm. Oh, I can, I can use <laughs> But, uh, look, I've handled so many cases, especially with, uh, with, with owls, but we go to school. And we train people, we teach people about Training. owls. That owls are there to help us with rats. Yes. We've got problem with rodent in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the townships. So I remember there was this incident whereby there was this owl on, on, on the roof of this uh, woman's house. And when she woke up, she saw this owl and she gathered the, the neighbor saying that uh, someone is trying to bewitch her. Ooh. And they came, they started stoning <gasps> that owl. And as they were uh, preparing to boil, uh, you know, to, you know, a, a water, you know, to throw boiling water over the animal. Oh. Someone sent me a message. Yes. And I went there. And when I went for the owl, you know, when I picked the owl up, they were all surprised and they ran in different directions. I said, they come. This is harmless. And I started petting the owl. Yes. And they said, but you are black. You know, how do you do that? <laughs> I said, Jeez. And yeah, you know, some youngsters, they came and they in a, and we took pictures. You see, and those people will spread, yeah. spread, spread. Well, yeah. You but know, what, what, yes. From then I'm going to school. My emphasis is also on owls, that people should not do that. I tell them that we have released this so that they can actually help you. Yes, so that they can help. But Jerry, you do this. Do you have people working with you? How do you support yourself? Do you need, obviously, you need donations. How can people help you? Well, uh, we do have a second-hand shop. It's a way to, you know, that's our only uh, source of income, you know, just to help us, you know, going. So people can actually either donate their old, yes. you know, furniture, uh, you know, anything that they can donate to us. Yes. And then the, so cash that we can donations so, so that we can, yeah, our vet fee, our vet fee was 15 grand. You, you must have seen it. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know, this, uh, 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 the vet that I'm using is so patient, you know, cause I'm also helping him with some, some of his cases, like, yes. you know, to uh, collect his debts. And is the vet in Soweto as well? No, it's actually not in Soweto. It's uh, as such. It's uh, like uh, five cases from Soweto. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, part of my magazine, Canine Zone, is to salute, especially the vets that do come in and help. So we'll speak afterwards. Maybe we can give him some publicity in Canine What's Zone to offset some of that vet bill. Well, uh, it's actually a lot easier as well to donate. Uh, you can just SMS. You can either SMS 10 Rand or 20 Rand. Uh, you just uh, SMS donate SARAC, S-A-R-A-C, to 48748. I mean, that's so simple. That's simple. Yeah, you don't have to go into Soweto, go to the second-hand shop. So this is fantastic. You pick up your phone quickly. And Jerry, one of our listeners, Charlotte Tilly, says respect to Jerry, hashtag for the love of animals. And with so. about three exclamation marks, yeah. respect in capital letters. So Jerry, we really thank you for coming okay. in today. People can also go, have you got a website, a telephone number, anything like that? Okay. Um, they can uh, either visit our website uh, that is uh, www.sarak.co.za or visit uh, uh, our, you know visit us on Facebook yes that is Soweto Animal Rescue and Advisory Center 
And uh, yes, uh, if they need to donate anything, you know, we do have also our banking details there. They can if they can donate because obviously the money is going for for feeding the dogs, for spaying and neutering, for helping you to educate others, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the only way we can do this is to support someone like Jerry well from done, Soweto Jerry. Animal Rescue. Jerry, salute! Really, you Thank you sure. are an amazing human being, animal angel. Well, um, Jerry, um, I've got a song that's specially been requested by our technician. Duncan, he says you're going to love it. I don't know what it's about, um, so we'll see what that is. And then when we come back, Sharon, we with Yako Peterson from yes. the NSPCA. Right. Cliffcentral.com. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com. What an awesome song to get the blood pumping, uh, hey? Thank you, Duncan. What an amazing Duncan guest. Is, uh, Duncan is so pleased with himself, as you can see. <laughs> and Jerry loved it. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry loved, loved it. it. Okay, now we have another VIP in studio. We got Yaku Peterser from NSPCA. And Yaku, you here to tell us about also to tie in with what Jerry was saying, how you help, what do you, what is it that you do? How do you help these animals? First of all, thank you for having the NSPCA on the show again. Well, basically what the NSPCA does, um, the society liaison unit that I uh, manage and head, we basically oversee that all the SPCAs in South Africa comply with legislation, that they do what is expected of them. And if there is any public complaints about SPCAs that they feel don't um, respond or don't do what is expected of them, for them to contact us then and lodge a formal complaint with ah, our unit. And then right. we investigate and ensure that the problem is resolved. Yes. Okay, that's fantastic because, you know, I I so respect the SBCA and what you guys do. And, and I mean, if for people who don't know, it's not just dogs and cats. There's donkeys, there's the fish unit, there's the, the reptile unit, there's the wildlife unit. And at the, at the end of the day, a lot of people kind of go, oh, but they euthanize animals. You know what? Sometimes that needs to be done. I can understand because if animals who are very hurt or injured, mm. what what happens to them? You know, sometimes there is no choice, but that must be a hard part of your job and you must get a lot of complaints about that. Well, our main reason for, for joining the SPCA is to prevent cruelty and to be able to help animals. Right. So euthanasia is a very sensitive topic it and is. none of our staff like doing it, but we have to accept the reality and um, our supporters also have to accept the reality that there are far too many animals and too little good homes. So once we've um, we've stopped breeding of animals um, and, and there's legislation prohibiting it, then only will all animal welfare organizations in the country stop euthanizing animals. Yes. But as long as breeding continues, then unfortunately the sad reality is that animals will continue to be euthanized. Yes. Yes, it is very sad. I mean, every day you hear about puppy mills being bust with sometimes 200 dogs on the premises. There's just not enough homes. That's quite correct. And and what the public don't always realize is that when the SPCA reaches its capacity, we are the only animal welfare organization in the country that by law may not refuse to take in animals. Hmm. So if you pitch up at our doorstep saying that you have an unwanted animal, by law we have to take in that animal and we have to make a plan to take it in. And therefore that is the sad reality and that is why we, we unfortunately have to euthanize animals. Um, it's not because we mm. want to do it, but mm. it's because we care about animals and, and we know if, if we don't have space and, and if we have to turn animals away like some other organizations do, where do, uh, they, go? Where do they go? The question is always asked, where do they end up? And we know they end up dumped on the highway. They end yes. up as roadkill. Mm. And people give the animals away to, yes. to someone that cannot afford to look after the animal. In so many occasions, our, worse. yeah, it's far worse. And our inspectors go into, to, to the township areas or poor communities and people sit with pure breed Labradors, mm. pugs, mm. and you ask them the question, where did you get this dog? Because clearly you cannot afford to look after yourself. So yes. how would you be able mm. to afford to purchase such an expensive animal? And um, they would answer simply by saying, well, the madam didn't right, want the right. dog anymore, so it was given to us. Um, so that is the sad reality we're sitting with. And and people um, spreading stories about the SPCA just euthanizing left, right, mm, and center, mm. they, they're not doing the animals any good no. because ultimately people will then say, well, 
we're not going to take the animals to the SPCA and then they end up in situations yes. where, where, where they are far worse off and subjected to cruelty. Yes. Uh, this whole industry, there, there's so much be good being done, but there's also a lot of politics. I was actually mentioning to, to Gareth earlier on is you, you've got to, for me, as the editor of an animal magazine, you've got to, Kind of be so politically correct not to offend anyone. And I absolutely agree with what the SBCA has to do and, and what they're doing and the court cases they're fighting. People need to see that. Mm, don't only see the thing that you perceive as bad. Yes. I mean, only focusing on that. And euthanasia is, it doesn't hurt the animal. It's a very quick process, very humane. And I think it's better than the animal living in a shelter its whole Being life. Abused. Or like you say, becoming roadkill, uh, just living in someone's backyard chained to a pole because they can't afford to a go after it. A life of tra- uh, yeah. torment and trauma and cruelty. Mm. That's great. I couldn't agree more. And and also people have to understand, as you said um, previously, um, that the SPCA deals with all animals. We don't just deal with dogs and cats. Yes. We we go out to, to um, farm animal facilities like abattoirs, sale yards. We deal with various wildlife industries. We also deal with the relevant authorities and, and, and government departments to improve the well-being and welfare of animals in South Africa. Yes. I mean, I, I hate Euthanasia. I hate mm, it. Yeah. I think it's so unnecessary. You're ending a beautiful life and a mm. pure soul's life. But I also understand that sometimes there's just no other way. Mm. There's mm. no other way. And, and yes, you, you're quite right in saying that these abandoned dogs, these are people that have got pure breed dogs costing a fortune. They most, uh, some of the cases, they are simply immigrating and too lazy to make other arrangements. Mm. That's so, correct. Yeah. Or, it's it's a lifestyle image thing where yes. the neighbors get a new dog and I also want a new dog. Right. Um I must just say something more positive. Um we're actually currently busy as we speak with an outreach in, in Catburg in the Eastern Cape. Um, where we've got a team of veterinarians, um, ground staff fetching animals, and, and our aim is to, to sterilize over 500 dogs this wow. week. Mm, that's going to make such a big difference in the grander scheme of. Correct. And, and it's yeah. in a poor area. Um, and, and I'm talking about the poorest of the poor. People don't have, have money to feed themselves. Yes. But it's, it's so, um, amazing to see that some of these people care so deeply for their animals. Mm. They would, mm. they would give their last piece of bread for, for this dog to yes. be able to eat. So, yes, some of these people love their animals dearly. It, it's just that they are not educated or they don't have the funds the to funds. care for them adequately. And and that is why it's so important for, for the SPCA to go into these areas and educate the people and work with them, try and help them. Because we believe as an organization that you have to educate before um, doing mm. anything else. And, and you cannot reprimand someone if they don't know, if any, they better. Don't know any better. So before we would end up removing animals, confiscating and prosecuting, we would ensure from our Side, that we've done all the education possible and if a person does not want to work with us in that sense then obviously we don't have a choice but to enforce the law sure sure and 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 you can enforce the law this is what's great uh, most shelters don't have that uh, what would you call legal right but you do that's correct the SPCA is a statutory body we've got an act of parliament governing us so basically the SPCA is the custodians for animals in South Africa mm. and also just an interesting fact by law the SPCA is the only animal welfare organization that must have its financials audited so all SPCAs in South Africa have the financials audited by accredited auditors yes so um, this is just for for uh, a sense of comfort for the public donating money to the SPCA that you know that your money is uh, is put to good use. Correct. Um, you you can contact your local SPCA if um, and you you have the right to request the audited financial yes. statements to look at it because as a donor you have that right. You have the right. Tell me, Yaku, how many? I don't know if you know offhand branches of SPCA are there in South Africa? Currently, we have about eighty three SPCAs and then about um. S- Another six branches, bearing in mind that SPCAs are not branches of the NSPCA. Each SPCA is autonomous. So they work on their own. They're responsible for their own fundraising, and they're responsible to to oversee that the work is done in their own area. Okay. The NSPCA basically enforces the SPCA That's Act. It's like a national office so kind of thing. We're the governing body, right, governing and, body. and we ensure the SPCAs do their work. So um, there's 83 registered SPCAs, and then there's uh, six branches. So that means, for instance, um, you get the Highfelt Rich SPCA, but they've got a branch in Standerton. Okay. So, but they won SPCA. But they all operate themselves. So so in some cases, it must be a little bit difficult because it's sort of saying you'll 
company as good as the staff that run it. Mm. Is that the same with the SBCA? You have some branches that you do you have to keep a closer eye on? Sadly, yes, but also one has to take into consideration the resources the SPCAs have because in your urban areas, those are your more wealthier SPCAs. Um, there's a lot of people donating to them, but then you get a little SPCA in a small town. For instance, again, Highfield Ridge, they, they're in Standerton and, and um, Secunda. It's, it's not a very wealthy area, but they do wonderful work. Their, yes. their first aim, if you call them, there's an animal suffering, they'll be the first to go out of the area, even if it's not the area and there's no SPCA, they'll go out, they'll help that animal. Yes. But resources, again, is, is a major issue. So yeah. they might not be able to upgrade their kennels to, to have them look like the fancy sure. SPCAs in sure. Joburg, but at least they're out there doing the and job and preventing the cruelty. There's about 87 and 86. You should say there's 80 registered and about six that are just whatever you call them. But that doesn't sound like a lot in this. if you think about the size of South Africa, all the animals and people that need servicing. Uh, that's quite correct. It's not a lot at all. Mm. Um, if you compare it to police stations, mm. um, we, we are so far under um, mm. staff yes. to be able mm. to prevent cruelty yes. throughout um, the communities that we serve. Mm. Um, and the, the SPCAs cover 95% of all animal abuse cases in the country um, mm. because you do get other organizations that are also have the authority to, to yes. enforce the law. But the SPCA does 95%. So, yes, we, we cannot get to everything. And, yeah. and we are sometimes crucified um, because some of the SPCAs would rather prevent a case of cruelty than rehome an animal. Yes. And people don't understand that there's an animal suffering out there. And it's the SPCA's legal um, obligation to first attend to the cruelty complaint mm, stop the and suffering. then um, it's attend to an adoption to do a home yes, inspection. Yes. So, yes, we will always attend to the animal first in need of help. And then our second focus would be adoption of animals. And now at the end of the day, you don't get funding from government. So how can people help you to do the work you do? Can they donate? Can they volunteer? How can they help? Well, Donations are always welcome um, in terms of keeping our doors open because our biggest expense is staff salaries. And sadly, mm. in today today's time, people don't work for free anymore. You can't. You can't. No. They, 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 they have to sustain themselves. To so salaries are one of our biggest expenses. But these people are the animal warriors that go out there, mm. help animals, prevent cruelty. So donations are always welcome. Yes. And, and we urge the public to support the NSPCA as well as their local SPCAs yes. so that we can continue to combat to animal cruelty. Work. Oh, no, I think, Yaku, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, we just got an SMS here, people asking, please just to repeat um, the SMS number for Jerry as well. Let me repeat it quickly. It's um, you donate, Sarak. You sent it to 48748. That will cost you 10 rand. Or you send it to 40580. That will cost you 20 rand. If you missed it, you can listen to the podcast later. Yaku, again, like with Jerry, thank you for joining us. We salute all the animal angels out there. And thank you for what you do. Thank you so much for having us. And we want you back with more time. Hey? Absolutely. Yeah, we need sure. you back. Thank you. That's all we have for today. Next week, we have another exciting show coming up. So stay tuned. Have a good day further. Cliffcentral.com.